It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I try to go out with my wife for a beautiful dinner on a lovely Saturday night. And lo and behold, when I return to catch the game on playback, my boy David Roddy, the big meaty man dropping buckets oh. left and right, just <laughs> getting after dudes. I love it when a just a large human being that is more athletic than they should be drops bucket after bucket on the heads of people. He saved the Memphis Grizzlies. You better believe we're going to talk about my boy, Big Body Roddy, on this episode of Locked On Grizzlies. Let's dive in. You are Locked On Grizzlies. Your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, yes, yes. We are starting another wonderful week here on the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joe Molinax. It's always a good start to my week when I get to hang out with my good friend, DeMichael Cole, over at the Commercial Appeal, the Grizzlies beat writer there. It's going to be fantastic talking Memphis Grizzlies with you this Monday. But first, I want to make sure that I shout out Prize Picks. Today's episode of Locked On Grizzlies is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com slash promo code, or excuse me, promo code locked on. I also want to make sure that you remember that we are proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network here at Locked On Grizzlies, your team each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can check us out on YouTube as well. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe. However you're taking in our show, DeMichael and I's show, we are very grateful, very happy to have you with us. DeMichael, you were there front and center on Saturday night. I'm so jealous. I went out to a beautiful dinner, four different kinds of pasta. It was like a family-style joint. I'm yeah. stuffed. I, I'm, I'm happy. Can't wait to come in and watch the game on playback. I checked Twitter for the first time, and everybody's losing their mind about my boy, hey, David boy. Roddy. I, I miss David Roddy's body game. Your and boy, Joe. <laughs> he is my boy, and he did a lot of his work. What have I been saying all year, Michael? All year, what have I been saying? Let this dude play the four. Yeah. Let him even play the five if you're feeling extra froggy and you want to jump. But let him play the four, and lo and behold, what happened? He played well. Now, it's against the David Dallas Mavericks, and they didn't have Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. Context is important, but you were there, DeMichael. I just want to stare longingly at you as you talk about my beloved David Roddy. You know, I, I didn't envision when we get to this game, Joe, that that in the final seconds, Tyus Jones would be at the free throw line and, and FedEx Forum will just be chanting, Roddy, Roddy, <laughs> Roddy. And he's just he's just sitting there so calm and and just taking it in. And after the game, he just says, oh, it, it, it was cool. You know, it was, it was cool. Here's the thing about David Roddy. This is why his teammates kind of, you know, were mobbing him after the game. And they were so happy. Happy for him. Not, of course, they were happy for him because he had this big "quote unquote" breakout performance. David Roddy is a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. David Roddy is the type of player he misses a shot, 
He's hard on himself. Desmond Bain has to tell him sometime. You're going to have good moments. You're going to have bad moments. Calm down. Tyus Jones, another even kill, real calm guy. You know, he sees it. You know, I was talking to X about it after the game. Like, you know, that guy's a, he's pretty much a perfectionist. And the X is laughing. He's like, yeah. The team knows. He, he's that rookie where it's like if he messes up, there's no point of you even getting on him because he's already on himself. But Tyus Jones says that's the reason why David Roddy is going to be in the NBA for a long time. It's that mentality. He works so hard at his craft. And that's why they were so happy to see it play out the way it did. But, uh, Joe, I mean, he did everything. He was knocking down the three-pointers. He's tacking the basket, which, you know, is, is I mean, I love to see it because Dallas went small. Dallas started the game with Tim Hardaway Jr. basically playing the four, guarding mm -hmm. Xavier Tillman Sr. You're not supposed to let them get away with that. And Xavier Tillman Sr., to his credit, you know, he kind of took advantage of it, you know, in doses early in the game. But late in the game, when the moments came, David Roddy got the call. You know, at first, I think he was in the game at small four. Then the Grizzlies had to make some decisions. Notably, Tyus Jones had to come back in the game. And, and you, in a typical day, David Roddy's the guy he's subbing out for. Santi comes out of the game. David Roddy goes to the four. The show goes on. He gets a nice steal, I believe, on Tim Hardaway Jr., who I said was playing the four. Got a nice steal on Tim Hardaway Jr., went coast to coast, laid it in. A huge performance for him. And it just felt like every time it felt like, okay, this is – he can't keep this up. He knocks down another three. He knocks down another three. 24 points on 10 of 13 shooting. But this mm. was the best part about it, Joe. 17 points in the, in the fourth quarter. That was better than his career high in a whole game. His career high in a game was 15 points. 17 points in the fourth quarter. When his team needed him most, right? And I think that that's one of the biggest things as the Grizzlies continue to go through this adversity, because we're going to talk more about, obviously, the Dallas Mavericks as we go through the show. We're going to talk a little bit about Tyus Jones and the performance that he had and my opinion on Tyus Jones moving forward. So those are all things that we're going to kind of outline later on in the show. Um, but David Roddy, just when the team needed him most in this pretty dark time for them to find a way to get that win, Again, no Kyrie, no Luka. At this stage, it doesn't matter, right? Memphis just needs to get as many wins as possible to stay in the same stratosphere as the red-hot Sacramento Kings, who are 9-1 and one in their last 10 games. So to be close to the two seed until Morant returns, assuming he returns, Steven Adams won't be back till around the playoffs. We know Brandon Clark won't be back. In order for them just to stay in the home court conversation for the first round, they need mm -hmm. to keep racking up these wins. So I don't want to hear about who played and who didn't play. I don't care the rest of the season. It's about just getting wins where you can. And David Roddy was there when his team needed him, just like Tyus Jones. We'll talk more about Tyus here in a little bit. Uh, but I do want to bring back into the conversation Dylan Brooks, who we've talked about here on the show a couple of times recently. He's had a very busy last few days and games. Um, he's becoming a media darling and maybe not in the yeah. best way uh, in terms of the way that he's bringing attention uh, maybe trying to uh, covertly bring a little bit of the uh, the negativity that John Morant has received towards him. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. Dylan's not, you know, as crazy as people think he is. He's kind of crazy like a fox in some ways. Um, but Dylan, obviously, uh, another interesting game for him against Dallas. Another game where he wasn't the most efficient scorer, 
but another game where he was, uh, except for David Roddy, who we talked about being red hot, you know, Dylan was a plus six and single game plus minus is a flawed yeah. stat, but it does show that when Dylan was on the floor, the guys that he was next to and he were able to help outpace the Grizzlies on this night. So it was another game of poor shooting from Dylan, but five rebounds, three assists. He contributed to the victory as well. And again, brought some attention to himself, uh, both pre and post game. Yeah, we'll we'll get to the the pre and post game uh, conversational stuff he had going on, but just during the game, first thing that stood out to me was Dylan Brooks before the game. Right, he gets up for this matchup. He says basically, you know, Luca's not playing because it's a physical game and he ain't ready to come back to mm-hmm. a physical game like this. Then he goes on to say, you know, I remember Kyrie talking a little trash in Brooklyn. Yeah, I I want that's who I want. He doesn't, you know, I don't have to guard KD this time. I finally can get him to myself. You know, so neither of those guys play. And I'm thinking of it, you know, from my perspective, if I'm this big time defender, I want Luca. I want Kyrie. Next thing you know, I got Josh Green and, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. And no offense to those guys, but, you know, it's it's different. So early on in the game. He was not guarding Jaden Hardy, who, talking to a lot of people in Dallas, they're really high on this kid as, like, you know, someone who can really score the basketball. And we saw it. I think he scored 22 against the Grizzlies in this Mm -hmm. game. But Jaden Hardy got hot early. Dylan switches over to him and kind of, you know, know, levels things out in that matchup a little bit more. So Dylan, you know, I'm I'm more looking forward to this this next – performance you know he, after he said those comments people are going to be watching a little bit closer now whether Luca plays or not and you know whether Kyrie plays sure uh we probably get a, there's a good chance they'll see one of them and a lot of people are going to be wondering can Dylan Brooks back up his talk you know after that but getting back to it I mean Dylan Brooks is turning out a great defensive season you've seen you've covered him for a while now personally I think this is his best defensive season because this is the most the Grizzlies have moved him around uh, right. This is the first time I've seen Dylan Brooks. You know, there were, he was matched up against Christian Wood, you know, for some possessions in this last game. He was matched up against Zion Williamson, you know, earlier this season. Matched up against Pascal Siakam, you know, earlier this season after he was the reigning, you know, uh, player of the week, you know, in the Eastern Conference. So he's had his share of tough matchups, and he's answering the call, Joe. He's literally defending one through five. If Kyrie does play tonight, against the Grizzlies. Uh, He'll defend Kyrie, and then he could also defend Christian Wood, who plays the five for Dallas. So literally everything in between. He's doing exactly you mentioned. I've I've covered him since he came to the Grizzlies. Yep. Uh, I I was running GBB, Grizzly Bear Blues, when he was drafted. Um, This is a guy who has literally been asked to do everything for the Memphis Grizzlies. So I have a little more empathy for Dylan than a lot of people do, because I've realized that. He has been asked – he was asked to be the best player on that team his first year when they were so bad that they had the fourth overall pick before the lottery odds changed, they were just legitimately the fourth worst team in the NBA. It was because Dylan Brooks had to be that guy for them because of injuries to Mark and Mike and all the other things that were going on. So I have a little more empathy for Dylan. He continues to be asked to do more than he probably should be asked to do. And on the defensive end, at least he answers the call. Another guy that's been answering the call of late has been Tyus Jones. I am going to make an argument, and DeMichael may think I'm crazy, that we might be watching the beginning of the end of the Tyus Jones era here in Memphis. Yes, Tyus is playing really well. 
Joe, why are you this way? How come you have to do this? We'll talk about it all next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by Prize Picks. Tyus Jones, in terms of more than 20.5 points, that might be a good pick going against yeah. Dallas, given their defensive issues. Maybe you think that Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to make more than 2.5 threes. Maybe Desmond Bain is going to have more than 4.5 assists. However you want to swing it over at Prize Picks, you can make it happen. It's a lot of fun. It's easy. You pick two to six players, score or assist more or less, whatever the sack category. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you against the projections available. NBA, college basketball, obviously Major League Baseball getting ready to start. NHL is entering their playoff season just like basketball. You can make entries on any of these sports and more in 60 seconds or less with safe and fast withdrawals. Prize Picks is currently operational in over 30 states as well as Canada. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Is Tyus Jones outgrowing the Memphis Grizzlies? We'll talk about that next here on Locked On Grizzlies. Don't go anywhere. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mullinax, joined by the incomparable DeMichael Cole of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies beat writer. I, of course, aside from this gig, am a Memphis Grizzlies columnist over at Bluff City Media, and I highly recommend that you subscribe, 10-day free trial right now. The Memphis Tigers are AAC champions, massive deal in the city of Memphis. March Madness is coming up. You might notice DeMichael wearing uh, the hat of his alma mater there for the Tennessee uh, Tennessee Vols. So maybe you want a 10-day subscription or a 10-day trial, see all the great content that we're turning out at Bluff City Media. One of the pieces that you can check out is mine today, in which I discuss Tyus Jones. And Tyus Jones has been brilliant with the Grizzlies going through what they've been going through. Like we talked about earlier in the show to Michael. Uh, yep. He has been one of those guys like David Roddy was in the Dallas game on Saturday night. Tyus Jones with John Morant gone for now has been one of those players that you look at and say, wow, where would the Grizzlies be without this guy? So what I'm about to say is a bit controversial because of that. I think that Tyus Jones is ready to be a starter in this league. I know that he likes to say he preps like a starter. He views himself as a starter. He views himself as a starter too much to Michael. Let me, uh, let me give you some numbers here. All right. Yeah. 13 games as a starter for the Memphis Grizzlies. Tyus Jones is doing phenomenal work. He's, you know, aside from free throw percentage, he's in the 50, 40, 90 conversation, 50% field goal shooter, 45% from beyond the arc. True shooting percentage of 61.4%. That is really good. He's a plus 18 in terms of net rating as a starter. Almost 19 points a game, eight assists a game. 
as a reserve, which is what Tyus Jones's role is on this team. When yeah. John Morant is here, 40% from the field, 35.4% from beyond the arc. The free throws are exactly the same, hilariously. He is a full 0. .100 points worse, a full 10 percentage points worse as a true shooting guard as a reserve. He's plus three in terms of net rating. The guys that he plays worse with in terms of net rating, according to NBA.com uh, stats, John Morant is one of them. Brandon Clark is the other one. Two guys that obviously are not in the mix right now as the things are currently constructed. But Tyus Jones cannot consistently play with John Morant. Tyus Jones needs to be a starter at this stage. I think that as we approach the summer, and obviously we have a lot of basketball to go until we get there to Michael, people are going to talk about, okay, Memphis is going to make a move. They say they yep. try to get Kevin Durant. They try to get Mikael yep. Bridges. Maybe they try to get Bridges again. Maybe it's somebody else on Brooklyn. Whatever the case might be, what salaries are going to match? The Grizzlies have Luke Kennard, which would make a lot of sense. And they have an expiring contract of a guy who has shown that he can be a very good starting point guard in the NBA in Tyus Jones. I think that it's Tyus Jones that'll be the one that is that matching salary. What say you? Uh, Joe, this is this is the one I don't agree on. Uh, at Damn, least that's not, okay. At, at least not right now. I, I just can't see Tyus Jones being made available under this the current circumstances. Sure. The current circumstances right now is in terms of John Morant. Mm -hmm. You need more long-term comfortability there. Uh, we are not certain 100% yet that when John Morant returns, he'll be, you know, a new and improved, much more mature version of himself to the point where uh, all the past issues will be wiped away. That's what, you know, Grizzlies Nation, the fan base, the coaching staff hopes to expect. And it sounds like from his statement, that's what John Morant, wants to prove but you don't know for sure that's one thing then there's the injury perspective if ja twists an ankle goes down for a week or two or anything like that who are you starting kennedy chandler are you are you gonna go get you know some guy for the vets minimum out there i think that's a a reasonable option but i would be very surprised if it's Tyus Jones, we talk about guys uh, locker room and, and how much that matters, you know, for the Grizzlies uh, amid all of the conversations, right? All this conversation about uh, vets in the locker room and things like that with the Grizzlies, the two longest tenured players right now, the three longest tenured, let's go with the three longest tenured, mm -hmm. Steven Adams, and not just with the Grizzlies, the three longest tenured players in the NBA. Let me be clear sure. here. Steven Adams, Tyus Jones, Dylan Brooks, you're basically at this point saying Dylan Brooks is going to be a free agent. If this, if there is a deal that happens, it's very likely that Dylan Brooks won't be re-signed. There's also Tyus Jones being shipped out. That would leave Stephen Adams and presumably a you know a much more mature older player that you were bringing in, and take away from this big chemistry thing that this team has kind of built on. I think just for those reasons alone, uh, Luke Kennard makes more sense. And as we've seen so far, Luke Kennard hasn't, you know, had the easiest 
uh, transition to, to the Grizzlies here. Uh, he's knocking down a bunch of shots, but if you look at the advanced numbers, uh, it has not translated, you know, into plus minus. The Grizzlies are still figuring out, uh, can he be a playmaker? Is is there, you know, an upside to having him on the floor with at the same time, you know, with Desmond Bain? You know, can he be featured in closing lineups? I mean, right now, John Conchar is getting in the game earlier than Luke Kennard. And we, we know how you feel about John Conchar. So I don't, right I don't, now, Luke Kennard's also playing more minutes than John Conchar. John Conchar only logged 12 against Dallas. Kennard played mm-hmm. over 20. And, um, and, yeah, that's that's fair. But my point here is with Luke Kennard, I feel like he is – more expendable simply because the Grizzlies, they need a if you're gonna if you're gonna get this three, the three-point shooting is you know something that they really value, but you need to add something on the defensive end as well to go next to a Desmond Bain. Because you know, uh if you're potentially talking about Dylan Brooks uh, not being a guy who's brought back and presumably going out and getting, you know, another guy. I mean, a lot of it also depends on who that other talent will be. You know, that's a big part of it as well. You know, if we're talking about, you know, a big time wing player who shoots the three pointer at a very high level, then it certainly makes sense to me, you know, that that Luke Kennard would be the guy uh, that you would make more expendable. But if we're talking about a, a mid tier, you know, 33, 34 percent shooter who just scores at a high level, then Tyus Jones would make a little bit more sense to me. But you would have to fill that void. I just feel like Tyus Jones is a void. And at the end of the day, you need more certainty around the John Morant situation. That's why Tyus Jones's contract is two seasons. You need more certainty around John Morant. You need more certainty around the future of the backup point guard position. Remember, Kenny Chandler was getting a four-year contract. You need to see it through. Kennedy is not even getting minutes right now with with uh, John Morant out. So, with that being said, that that you know, actions speak louder than words. I don't feel like they think Kennedy is ready to step into that fire yet, and. You know, that says a lot to me about the future of Tyus Jones in Memphis. Until Kennedy shows those flashes, Joe, I don't think you're really willing to to, to throw out a guy like Tyus Jones. I'm willing. <laughs> but that's usually you and I agree. So it's good yeah. when we disagree. I think that's a good yeah. thing. Uh, a couple of points and we can move on. Um, everything you say is fair. And if they traded Luke Kennard and not Tyus Jones, I wouldn't, you know, be upset. I think all the arguments you make for Tyus make a lot of sense. I'm just going to give you one number. Okay. And the number is $48,500,000. You will have at the point guard position, $48,500,000 tied up across John Morant and Tyus Jones. John Morant's max contract kicks in next year, and he's making $33,500,000. Tyus is making Mm -hmm. $15,000,000. Mm -hmm. Tyus Jones and John Morant, I think we can agree, you and I, do not play well together at this stage of their careers. They just don't. They don't have the same size. Ja can't be that lead defender. Tyus is too small to be a lead defender. There's all sorts of reasons why it doesn't work. You have $48 million, $48.5 million, tied up in two guys that can't play consistently well together. In theory, they can play together all they need to, but the numbers suggest yeah. they don't do it well. And Ja Morant, as a max player, I agree with you completely. You can say that we're not sure about Jaw and what mindset he's going to be in. He has $191 million coming to him over the next five years. That's why they're doing what they're doing right now is to yeah. say, you are going to be our guy. And we are thinking long game here, get yourself together. 
I struggle with putting $48.5 million in a position group where they can't play together consistently. You mentioned a player that they could bring in that isn't an elite three-point shooter. DeMar DeRozan makes yeah. a lot of sense from Chicago. And with Lonzo Ball's injury concerns, Tyus Jones on a $15 million contract, maybe he would make sense as part of that matching salary for someone like DeMar. But we can revisit this in, in the offseason. I just thought it was an interesting time to kind of point out Tyus is excelling as a starter, as a true backup. It depends on how you define backup point guard. If you define it as filling in for John Morant when he's out, he is the best backup in the NBA. That's undisputed. Yeah. Yeah. If you define it as being a reserve point guard, that's not true. Like, it's not. Tyus Jones is not a good second-string point guard right now. He has been in the past. This season he has not been, and that is why I am more comfortable with making that move and finding a more cost-effective number or player in the offseason. But we can revisit this. Uh, make sure you're checking out bluffcitymedia.com or .co, excuse me, to see my feature on that. Sign up for a 10-day free trial right now. When we come back, we're talking Grizzlies Mavericks on this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, ooh, DeMichael, it is March Madness time. And you yes, know where it it's, is. Really getting, it's really getting mad with Built Bar. I know you have a favorite bar. You have a favorite puff. Now it's time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. I'm voting for the Coconut Almond Bar. You guys know that. If you want the Grizzlies to win, then you'll be voting for that bar too. Support your team, support your bar or puff. And when you vote on your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built. It is the best protein bar ever. They're amazing. You won't believe that they're good for you, but they actually are. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, low in sugar, high in protein, real chocolate. Can't stress that enough. You got to run right now to BuiltMarchMadness.com and vote for your favorite bar or puff. Pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. Hop in and support your pick. We return to the current Memphis Grizzlies, and we talk about Grizzlies Mavericks next here on Locked On Grizzlies. Don't go anywhere. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mullinex, joined by the wonderful DeMichael Cole of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, the Grizzlies beat writer for that publication website. I don't like when we disagree, DeMichael. It throws me off a little bit. So let's get back on common ground here. Let's do this it. Is let's an do it. Game. It's an important game for the Grizzlies. We can yeah. agree on that. And we can yeah. also agree that it's important, again, regardless of who plays. Luka Doncic's already ruled out for this game. Yep. Uh, Kyrie Irving is questionable. I would lean towards him playing. I know you've said yep. that as well. I think that's fair. you got to assume with a questionable uh, mark that he's going to until he isn't. Um, I I'm curious. To me, this game matters more regardless of who plays because they have to start picking up wins on the road just to try to get that karma going. They are one of the worst teams in the NBA, uh, especially among current playoff teams in terms of road record. 
unfortunately, DeMichael, you have to eventually win games in the playoffs on the road if you hope to make a run in said NBA playoffs. This is important because it's a winnable game without Luka out. Even if Kyrie plays, it's still winnable. And it gives you an opportunity to try to get that mojo going in a visiting capacity because they haven't been able to regardless yeah. of who's played all, all season. And not only not only that, Joe, it's it's that time of the season where you do a little scoreboard watching. You know? Sacramento's 9-1 in their last 10, right? But you know who Sacramento plays tomorrow? Milwaukee Bucks. Ooh. Best team in the NBA right now. Also known as the best team in the NBA right mm-hmm. now. So with that being said, I mean, they've beaten a bunch of good teams and they'll be at home. So it's not, you know, a certainty that Milwaukee will win that game. But this is the type of opportunities where you either have to keep track or you have to take advantage of, of surpassing, you know, the Kings in a, in the standings in a game like this. A Dallas overall good team. Uh, supremely talented on the offensive end, but just talking to people in Dallas and kind of being around a little bit there, people are frustrated with the way Jason Kidd is using his rotations, in particular Christian Wood, super talented guy, right? Uh, Coming off the bench, uh, not being put in a position uh, similar to, you know, with some of his past teams where he was, you know, pretty much a a big-time scorer, you know, at the four, at the five position. Uh, right now, uh, they got guys like Dwight Powell, you know, Maxi Kleber, you know, going out there who's a solid defender. But none of that moves the needle, you know, as much, you know, as having a dynamic scorer like Christian Wood would if he was, I guess, playing better on the defensive end. Jaden Hardy, I went back and watched some of the film for all the great things he did on the offensive end. A couple of those easy baskets from David Roddy were because mm-hmm. Jaden Hardy just simply lost him on a couple plays, easy layups, easy, you know, uh, drives to the baskets and things like that. Dallas is poor defensively right now. Just from, uh, I rewatched some things. Uh, that team can be exploited on the defensive end. Uh, the Grizzlies, they got to clean up some things, you know, on the defensive end when they go on the road, right? We've talked about it since early in the season, uh, road three-point percentage and things like that. Uh, Dallas, without Luka, they're still going to be ISO heavy. It's going to be a mm-hmm. lot of Kyrie potentially if he plays. Dylan Brooks, he wants that assignment, right? He's be he talked to us the morning before the last game and basically said, "Look, I didn't get the guard Kyrie like that when you know we played against the Nets because KD, because I had KD. He said he wants him. He said he wants to pick him up full court, Joe, and wear him down. He wants to physically see Kyrie Irving get tired. So you know what? If he can kind of accomplish his mission." What do, they, what do they say, Joe? You cut off the head of the snake. If he cuts mm-hmm. off the head of the snake, the Grizzlies have a decent chance of picking up a road win. If there's one thing to be confident in with Dylan Brooks, it's his cardio. Like In terms of watching him play, and I know that he, he hustles, man. Right, and he doesn't seem to get tired. Like he, he seems to have the best cardio of anybody on the team. The way that he plays defense is not easy. Defense, first and foremost, and again, I'm preaching to the choir, if you're a Grizzlies fan, at some point you've at least heard of Tony Allen. So much of defense is effort. And yep. Dylan is similar to T.A. in that way. They both just play back to the wall, fly around the court. Tremendous effort players, both Tony Allen and now Dylan Brooks are. And unfortunately, uh, Dylan has emulated T.A. and his shooting percentages as well this season, <laughs> which is not great. Um but I, I think that this game is going to really kind of hinge on exactly what you talked about, the the adjustments that the team is able to make 
from the Saturday game to the Monday game. And the coaches and players have talked about this a little bit to Michael, and maybe you can, uh, from a, your perspective as the beat writer, when you have a chance, it's almost like a playoff series, right? Yep. Like you play a yep. game two in Memphis, Memphis wins game two, and then you're on the road to Dallas for game three. What are some things you can improve upon? Jaron Jackson Jr. having a better offensive performance, obviously, would be a focus. How do you keep David Roddy hot? What worked in that matchup, aside from blown defensive assignments, for Roddy to be successful? And Dallas is doing the same thing, right? Jason Kidd, their head coach. What did what the hell happened that David Roddy made 10 shots against us? How do we stop that? How do you address it? I like the way that the NBA is doing these home-and-home, back-to-back kind of games like this because it lets you see the true value of coaching staffs in the NBA and the adjustments that can be made, not just in the playoffs, but in regular season matchups as well. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a great point. Uh, you know, the playoffs, when the playoffs get here, we talk about how they shorten the rotations up mm-hmm. and, and little things like that. And, you know, each of these teams, we talk about Dallas in particular, what made David Roddy kind of stand out in this game? was the fact that Dallas played this smaller lineup. And now, as a result, Taylor Jenkins has said things like, uh, we saw a couple games ago, Joe, they went to the eight-man rotation, right? Went to eight-man. Now they're going to nine uh, because simply, you know, uh, David Roddy taking advantage of the opportunity and taking advantage of, you know, being someone who can attack those small ball lineups, which I think has secretly – Flown under the radar has kind of been a concern mm-hmm. in terms of the Grizzlies. Uh, they haven't, outside of Jaron Jackson Jr., off the top of your head, who is the guy you think they can just dominate, you know, uh, smaller lineups? You know, I like Santi in those situations, but some certain matchups, if it's a Kawhi Leonard or Paul George, or guys guys who are physical, you right. know, present that physicality, it's a little bit tougher you know, for him. But when he gets to the rim, he has soft touch. He can finish. Xavier Tillman, I was talking to him about it the other day. He was saying, hey, if they're going to continue to guard me with these smaller guys, I'm just going to clean up on the glass and dominate. And he has to do that. We've seen Xavier Tillman get guarded by Tim Hardaway Jr. recently. Mm -hmm. We've seen him get guarded by, what, Kawhi Leonard, you know, in a recent game. And even there's another one that's skipping my mind right now, uh, just from recent memory. But We've seen Xavier Tillman get guarded by a bunch of uh, small guys as of late. And he has to, you know, have the force to take advantage of those matchups. We've talked about it on here in terms of how the Grizzlies need to take advantage of matchups. And Jaron Jackson Jr. is obviously where that starts. I'll have more, you know, on that as well after the game. Mm, Interesting. So that's a wonderful segue into – uh, what yep. we'll talk about on our next episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, thanks for making Lockdown Grizzlies your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every single result, Lockdown Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Lockdown can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Lockdown NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. The next time we're together, it'll be a Tuesday edition of Lockdown Grizzlies. I look at the calendar old man Molinax does to Michael, and it, and it seems it, it's a 7.30 East Coast start. So maybe I can, you know, stay up, get another Red Bull or something, and, yeah, and we yeah. can uh, do dynamic duo once again. I'm curious as to how the second game of this back-to-back uh, home-and-home 
series goes. And I'm also interested in what you got cooking on Jaron Jackson Jr. So I think I'm going to hang around yeah. for that. Yeah, you're like the groundhog. And, you know, we'll find out if you see your shadow or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> But, no, it's it's going to be good stuff. Make sure you're sticking with us and checking out Lockdown Grizzlies on Tuesday, obviously reviewing Grizz Mavericks and also talking a little Jaron Jackson Jr. like DeMichael just hinted at. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Grizzlies part of your NBA consumption of content. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check us out on YouTube. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, all those good things. Continue to check out the commercial appeal for DeMichael's work. Go to Bluff City Media for my work. It's appreciated that you guys are continuing to help us grow here at Lockdown Grizzlies. And we are uh, thrilled to be going into playoff season. It's showtime. It's it's time to pick it up. You know, the it's, it's time, like I like to tell my uh, my bosses over at Bluff City Media, just load up the old mule and let's get it rolling. Let's get it. Uh, you're not the old mule. I'm the old mule for the record. Our, our, you probably figured that out if you're listening or watching this. There, there's a, a handsome, wonderful young person. And then there's me. I'm the mule. Um, but load up the old mule. Let's get to work. I'm excited. I know DeMichael is as well. We're having a great time on the show. Hopefully you're having a great time with us. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, stay locked in. This is Lockdown Grizzlies. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.